Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 71 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, we are chatting all about sales, which is a topic that most of us don't like to talk about and feel sort of slimy and sleazy when we're getting into the details about it. But our guest today, Amanda Edwards, is going to really dig into defining what sales is and how to feel energized around selling your product instead of salesy and stuck. And we dig into messages that you can send, how to really stand out uh, when you're thinking about how to offer your product or service, and really just some general tips of how to be authentic in sales and what you're doing. Amanda is a wife, a mom, a corporate sales executive, and founder and host of the Imperfectly Ambitious podcast. And her career in corporate sales over the past 15 years has fed her passion for women in business. She's very passionate about using her sales and business background to help ambitious women like you who are starting out or trying to go grow a business and position themselves or yourself in the market and build a brand with who you are and how you can serve others better to grow an impact and an income. She has a fundamental belief that we have to work on our mindset first and get out of our own way in order to move forward. So you can have all the tools and strategies in place, but you won't get unstuck until you stop holding yourself back. You guys are going to love this show. I know it's going to answer a lot of questions that I get around sales and how to handle conversations. And so grab a pen and paper and let's get to it. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? Hi, Holly. I am great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I just love what you do, and I'm so glad we've been connected. I know. Just a little backstory. So I am on Amanda's podcast here in a couple weeks, and she was actually in our Crush the Rush community. And I think um, it's just really fun sort of how we connected on Instagram. um, And the topic we're talking about is how to sell without feeling salesy. And I think a lot of people go into the DMs thinking like they have to sell, they have to connect with someone. And in this case, it was more of just like forming a community and relationship. Um, And I know my clients love listening to your podcast and vice versa. So it's really sort of a fun uh, relationship. And Amanda also works full time. She's got a very similar corporate background to... um, Myself. So, Amanda, why don't you just jump in and instead of me telling all about you, why don't you tell us um, (laughs) what you do and sort of what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you're right, I've had a corporate career in technology sales for the last 15 years. And through that 
career, I've really grown my passion for women in business. It's become apparent, you know, I, and I think I look back and in my industry, I think at the time, well, a couple of years ago, we were 7% women in the industry and even fewer in my role in a sales role, account management and relationship building role. And I really started to expand beyond my role and get involved in organizations and really helping to promote and empower and inspire women in business in my corporate role. And in February of this year, I decided to kind of through a lot of, I felt this pull for more, right? And I think so many people can relate to that. I felt this pull for more, like there was something else I needed to be doing, but everything on paper was great. I love my job. I love who I work with. I love who I work for. I love my customers. I, you know, everything was great. And so it was kind of left me stuck feeling, what is this pull all about? And through podcasting, I became obsessed with podcasts. So through listening to podcasts, reading different books, kind of my own soul searching. Long story short, I realized I have to start a podcast. And so I did that in February of 2020. And it's the Imperfectly Ambitious Podcast. And it's really all about helping women in business lead and find their voice and build an authentic brand around who they are so that they can get themselves out there and and put their offers out there and sell in a way that feels real and authentic instead of forced and icky, (laughs) you know? And so it's really all around. I I love my career. I always have. And I know that so many of you listening and um, especially if you're following Holly and she's so awesome at this with how she manages all of the things. And so I think that's who you are. You want to have your, you might be a mom, maybe not, but you have all these things on your plate, but yet you still want your business. You want your career. You want something for yourself. And so how can you do that and put yourself out there in a way that feels authentic? And that's what I feel strongly about. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, a couple of points was one, I think it's totally okay. You said on paper, everything was great. And I feel like that's very similar mm-hmm. to my story. Like you follow like the corporate ladder, you do all the things and everything's fine. But same scenario, like you just have a sense that like, I can really do something different or I can really make a difference. And I think having that like extra step (laughs) that you take to really share your story and make a difference is literally life changing. So we could probably go into a whole topic about that. But um, the topic we wanted to talk today was really digging into your sales background and selling because most people are super nervous to even talk about selling. They hate... um, sharing it, learning about it, sort of all the things. And so we wanted to really come on here and talk about how to sell without feeling salesy. So do you have just in general, start with the mindset, is there a better way for you to think about selling? Yeah, I think that so many people, the words that come up when you think about sales, you know, you might think of words like pushy or slimy or annoying, obnoxious, quota, whatever those words are that come up. And it's likely because you've experienced some bad interactions yourself. But I want you to think about a time when you felt like, wow, this is really good. I feel drawn to this person. I trust this person. I find this person credible. And quite frankly, anything that they offer, I want to buy because I believe them. What was it about that interaction? And usually you go back to realizing that person had your best interest at heart and they are open and transparent about how they can help you. They made it clear that they can help you in some way through this transformation. And so I just want to, I'm saying that to say, 
Selling truly is serving. When you believe, you have to believe that what you have is valuable to people. You have to believe it strongly. If you don't, then it, then I do, maybe you aren't offering the right thing, right? But if you believe that what sales is, is it's a transfer of energy. It's a transfer of conviction and belief before you transfer of dollars, right? Ultimately it's a transfer of dollars, but you have to, you have to know that you are serving somebody. You have to know that even if it's not for them at that time and that place, the, the no, or the quote unquote rejection isn't about you. It's not about you at all. And you have to know that there are people out there who want and need what you have. You just have to find them. And it's not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. And so I think setting that expectation with yourself up front is so important as well. Yeah, I love that too. I think there are a couple key things. One is really going into it with the mindset of how can I help this person? And I know I say this on all of the sort of discovery calls that I have is like, I'm here to help you. I will give you recommendations, whether it be my services or something else. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times, like in the DMs, I'm sending like, Hey, here's my favorite journal or here's my favorite book. Like just because it's helpful and I know it's going to help someone else. So I love those tips. When you have when you're having conversations with people, how do you initially connect with them? And can you walk us through maybe how to get from forming a relationship to, I guess, asking for a sale, even though I feel like there's sort of a roundabout way to do it, um, where you're sort of offering a solution, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And if you don't, I'll kind of walk through that that flip in the mindset, because that'll lead to this, or the flip in the approach, I guess. So... What feels icky is when you go in and like your product or your service is the hero, right? And some of this is talked about, and I know you like this book, Holly, too, but um, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. It's a great book. Yes. But if you go in, the, the, the way that makes us feel icky is somebody comes in and they says, they say, my product or service is the end all be all. I don't care who's listening. I'm going to tell everybody that this is for them, hands down. You need to have it or or else. And so with that model, there's kind of this feeling of pushiness and a lack of transparency and just you're being talked at and you're not being heard. And so if you take that and flip it and understand that what you have is going to fill a desire, it's going to fill a need, it's going to fill a problem, it's going to be the solution to a problem that somebody has, when you can understand that and figure out who it is that you're talking to and how you can help fill that need or that desire. And you, when the conversation changes and when people put their guard down is when however you can make somebody feel heard and understood, they have to know that within the first couple minutes of your sales conversation, but not even the first, within the first minute of your sales conversation with them, meaning so many times we go in and we start talking about ourselves and we don't, we're not trying to be, conceited or self-centered, but we, we have to, we feel like we have to talk, talk, talk to let you know who we are, why we're the best or why our products or services are the best. Instead of flipping that and really listen, make them feel heard, let them know that you're there to help. Like you just said, Holly, and then communicate to them clearly how you can help them over the bridge, how you can help guide them from where they are now to where they want to be in regards to this this particular product or or this particular problem that they have, right? How your product or service or you yourself can help guide them over that bridge. And so 
I think Holly, kind of back to your question is being open to don't feel, sometimes we get this, this sense of scarcity and even this overwhelming feeling of competition and sometimes, sometimes comparison. And those things will drive us to kind of zone in and talk, 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 talk. When really, if you back up, do the things you did, you're sending recommendations, you, it takes time, right? To build that no like, and trust factor, but ultimately people buy from people, people buy from people that they trust. People buy from people that are credible. It goes a long way when you say, when you can acknowledge what your product or service does well and what it doesn't, when you can, when you're willing to say that, because people realize, oh, you know, that really goes far. Hey, you, I wanted to pop in here with an exclusive invite to my private Facebook community, Crush the Rush, where I go live every Monday to give you my best tips and tricks on how to run a full-time business on a part-time schedule. Plus, I teach you the strategy and the systems that I use on a daily basis and give you the boost of motivation you need. And there's more. We have guest speakers, monthly workshops, and you get direct access to me and the community to ask questions and really take your goals to the next level. If you love this podcast, you are going to love the Crush the Rush community. You can jump in via the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to connect more. Do you have any, so let's say you're, and I'm going to try to give a real life example here. Yeah. You are like, in the DMs and you're chatting with someone and you're just trying to understand like what they do and what they're all about. Do you have any questions? Cause I know this is a big thing of like asking a question to try to draw out like what their challenges are or what their mm-hmm. focus is. Do you have any key ones that you use? Yeah. Well, I always like to go in and just ask, say, Hey, it's so great to be connected with you. I look forward to kind of watching your journey what are you working on? You know, what are you just questions like that? And even because then you'll get you'll get a response back if you're genuinely engaging around, hey, I'm so glad we're connected. What are you working on? I'd love to learn more about you. I see that you have a blog. Tell me more about that. How do you, you know, and then how if there's any way that we can collaborate, let's let's talk about that. Let's either we can go back and forth in the DMs or let's jump off and let's get on a quick you know, 10 minute call audio or video zoom, yeah. what do you prefer? And, and, and then just kind of jumping into, it's a series of conversations. Does that help? Yeah, no, I think it helps a lot. And I think so often a lot of people think that there's some like magic script that mm-hmm. you follow. And yeah. I honestly wish there was, but there isn't. And there I isn't. always think about like, if you and I were in a coffee shop, would I say like, Hey girl, I've never said hey girl my entire life. So like for me to say that or whatever you're saying, like it needs Mm -hmm. to be genuine. And one of the things that I try really hard to do is to like go in and like genuinely look at somebody's account and try to figure out like what they're doing, what they're about, and then ask a genuine question about that. Totally agree. Yep. That's a real simple way to do it and engage, just engage with people. If you like look at people's stories and react to it. Yeah. And give comments and that, so it's not, and the other thing is it's not a quick fix, right? It, there is patience and it's intentionality and consistency, but it's consistently engaging, consistently, truly engaging with the things you're interested in, right? Because yeah. it, it has to be real. People can feel, feel when it's not, but um, yeah, just putting yourself, just ask questions. I love that coffee shop analogy. Yeah. Because I would never say say those things. So I'm like, well, why would I say that in a message? Like that doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. 
Um, one of the other questions I wanted to talk about was, you know, sometimes, and I know if you're working full-time, like actually getting into Instagram or wherever you're sort of connecting can Mm -hmm. feel a little overwhelming, especially at the end of the day or early in the morning. How do you sort of feel energized about what you have to offer? Kind of maybe going back to that mindset, because I know Mm -hmm. this is like one of the steps where a lot of my clients just won't do it because they, you know, just run out of time or aren't feeling it. And it's probably Mm -hmm. one of the most important steps in your business. It so is. And you know what? I think the the true answer, and sometimes people don't want to hear this, and I think it's because you might not be crystal clear on it yet, but you do have to pull back, step back and think about why you're doing this in the first place, right? Like, why are you doing this in the first place? Is it and 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 sometimes we don't get deep enough. You think, well, because I I want to have more time. I want more freedom of time. I want more financial freedom. I want more. Okay, but that's that's not doing it. So let's dig deeper. Why? Why do you want that? What would that make possible? What can you? What if? What if you did this and you did what you knew worked? What say you know if Holly's coaching you, what she's telling you to do consistently to get results? What if you did that? And it worked. And what would your life look like in two or three years from now? That vision that you have, because you have to cast that vision. You have to, because that gives you a purpose. It gives you something to work towards. And that's what's going to get you off the couch from watching Netflix. And I'm not knocking that. that. It is, because somebody asked me once, what what is the difference between thinking about all this and doing it? And the difference is that you have to have something deep enough. If you're not, if you don't have that yet, think through that. And you have to have something deep enough to drive you to keep moving forward with the systems and the actions that you know will work. Yeah. I love that. And I would also say side note, if you are just avoiding these conversations altogether, it's maybe also because you're not in alignment with what you Mm -hmm. really are truly passionate about. You might be close, but I know when I sort of like shifted my target, not my target, Mm -hmm. but my content into things that I was a little more passionate about, it was like a huge flip for me. Like I could talk about this for hours and it's no big deal. Um, And so I think it's, you know, if you are procrastinating with the sales conversations, it's probably a sign that Either one, your your vision or your mindset needs a little work, or two, what what are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. Why are you sharing it? So yeah, it's so true. It's tapping into that mission because, like, I know the things that I talk about and the things that I'm the content I'm putting out there is so near and dear to my heart that I know for sure, like, that is the work I need to be doing. Right. right. And so sometimes it's, it, it takes some time to find that, but you have to keep, keep at it until you do. Yeah. That's so perfect. Any other just quick sales tips um, that you can give us as we sort of wrap up today? Yeah. I think, you know, I, being in the corporate world and I know you can relate Holly, there are systems and structure that will work. And there's so, there's so much of that and I think on the sales side, what we're not taught enough is that mindset piece and the piece to be able to push through and keep going. And so I think I just really challenge you to look at it from a place of service, really believe and be aligned in what you're selling, keep at it, make sure that once you actually then you get some, a sale happens and that transaction happens, 
that it's not done. That's the other thing I want to say. Continue to nurture those customers because your customers are your such a huge asset for you as far as they're going to continue to bring you referrals. They're going to continue to um, maybe you know purchase the next thing or continue to be a huge raving fan of yours if you nurture them. So it's not kind of the set it and forget it and great, I got the sale. The, it really is building your reputation, building your credibility, building your trust when you still are checking in and nurturing and um, continuing that relationship. It's a relationship. It's not simply a transaction. It's a relationship. So make sure that you're viewing it that way. And and again, it's business, not personal. The sales part itself, it's personal. Yeah. And you're building these relationships. But remember, whatever happens when it comes to that sales point, you didn't just lose a friend because you were quote unquote rejected. You didn't right. just, just because you heard a no, it's business. And so you have to separate that and that helps you keep going too. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think, you know, we could also have a whole nother episode about nurturing um, either mm-hmm. future clients or current clients. That's a huge yeah. point. But I think when you do that and you do over deliver, you have no problem asking for the sale or for what you're charging because you know that you're putting in Mm -hmm. like a thousand percent and it makes it much easier. So I do have one last value. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're fine. I have one last um, bonus question and I know your mom and you work full time and that is our huge um, audience here. So can you just tell us how you sort of balance all the things? And I hate the word balance because I I think it's just prioritizing one thing Mm -hmm. over the other. Um, but I'm just curious what a day in the life looks like and how you're Mm -hmm. fitting in all the things. Yeah. And I know Holly, you do this so well. And I also, I, I do prioritize and time blocking is huge for me. I have to do that. I minimize every day and every week. I really narrow it down to two key priorities on any given day to really keep my focus. I do get up early. I have to get up early before my kids because, and that's just a personal thing. I work better in the morning. Some people at night, that's, that's fine. You know, you need to do what you need to do. But for me, um, I need that dedicated time in a quiet house. And what I do is I plan what I'm, how I'm going to use that time before I sit down for the day, right? So that I'm not using part of that time figuring out what I'm going to do. And so I sit down and I have intentional, it doesn't matter, 20, 30 minutes. I think people get overwhelmed thinking it has to be an hour at a time when it doesn't. And so I do that consistently. I'm consistent with 20 to 30 minutes in the morning of my own time doing whatever I need to do, whatever my priorities are, business or personal. And I do need to take some time for myself or I'll go crazy. We all will. And it's releasing some of that guilt to just do that and looking at that in a different way that it's necessary in order to be effective and productive. Yeah, I love that too. I know you and I have talked about this a lot. And again, I think everyone thinks there's some like secret sauce and it's not, it comes back to Mm -hmm. being very intentional and very consistent. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips. Uh, As we sort of wrap up, I do have three questions I always ask and I'm changing them up. So if you are an avid (laughs) listener, they're going to be a little different. Um, The first one is what is your morning routine, which I think you just told us, but anything else about your routine um, in the morning that has helped you? So I get up early. I usually will do like 10 minutes of yoga or some stretching and then I'll have, I'll do, I'll work on imperfectly ambitious things and then I get ready for the day and then I kind of, We'll break it up and during the 
like around the lunch hour or middle of the day, I'll take my walk. So I kind of have it broken up into different chunks. So to answer your question on the morning routine, though, it's it's usually a half an hour of some sort of a little bit of yoga and stretching and then some planned work that I have to do. Yeah, I love and coffee. That. Yeah. <laughs> what is one resource that's helped you the most in your journey? Mm, you know, I when you say that, a couple books have actually come to mind. And I know you asked this recently in your Facebook group and I, because they're so prevalent and how it's, it really stuck with me. And one is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. If you have not read that, it really helped me gain some awareness of things that I didn't have awareness around myself before, but it helped me to realize some things. And I definitely use that a lot. And I can see some of that coming out in the work I'm doing with Imperfectly Ambitious. So yeah. Daring, Daring Greatly for sure. I love that book. And is that, is that the book where it's the famous arena quote where yes. it's like you have to step into the arena to, oh, I can't remember how it is. Often. It's the man in the arena by Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. And I now after I read that book, I bought on Etsy, you know, you can buy those wooden signs. I have yeah. it now in my office, the arena quote, because it's a good reminder that it doesn't matter. It's not the critic who counts. It's the man in the arena with the blood, sweat, and tears putting in the work. You can have the critics on the outside. So this pertains to sales, right? The critics yeah. on the outside criticizing all they want, but they're not in the arena. Yeah, so I, I love that. that keeps me going. Yep. Well, so the last question is, and I'm changing it up is, and I think it's just because we're getting into the holiday season and I thought yeah. it'd be fun. What was the last thing you purchased on Amazon? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday some um, vegetable stencil cutters for my kids. <laughs> oh, what is a vegetable stencil cutter? Yeah, I didn't know of it either until I saw it at my sister's house last weekend and it made my kids eat their zucchini. So I'm like, I need to do this. Oh. They're little, they're like, they almost look like stamps that you press down. Oh, wow. But they, they're stencils and they cut out different size shapes in your vegetables. So I love good it. tip. Thank you, sister. Yeah, see, this is this is going to be a great question. I can already tell. I love so, that one. You can Ooh, get sales that. tips and you can learn how to cut yeah. your vegetables. There you go. One stop shop. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to now? Yeah, absolutely. Come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm there most of the time at imperfectly underscore ambitious. You can check out the website um, at imperfectlyambitious.com. And then I am the host of the Imperfectly Ambitious podcast. Cool. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Holly. It was so fun. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 